So when we moved back into the condo, we parked in the same driveway, but there was this weird string on the ground, and then we walked up the same cement path, but there was some like silver residue by the front doorstep, and the stairs were the same, the kitchen was the same, my bedroom was like the same, but with different paint, and still I wondered why I couldn't smell any smoke. Because about six months before, Stan, my stepdad at the time, had been cooking, and then he left to go pick up my sister and I from our elementary school. And we got back home, and my sister reached for the metal screen door handle and let it go because it was hot. So Stan ran in, and the stairs that were carpeted by the front door were already on fire. And he ducked down so that he could breathe through the smoke, and the flames seared the side of his face. And he went back to the kitchen, and he was trying to find the fire extinguisher. And he was rummaging under the sink, and the plastic vertical blinds by the back door were melting. He landed on the back of his hand, and he got a third degree burn. And he couldn't find the fire extinguisher, and then finally found it. Good, right? And it was expired, so it didn't have any pressure to shoot out the foam or powder or whatever it is that puts out the fire. So he came out to the front door, and he looked at my sister and I with blisters forming on the side of his face, and he said, run, find a fire extinguisher. So we ran around the neighborhood as fast as we can, just yelling, fire extinguisher! We need a fire extinguisher! And we couldn't find one, and I'm thinking, where would they be? Are they in someone else's kitchen? So I go and knock on the door, and then I have to tell them our house is on fire, and 911 was already called, and can you just calm down long enough to look under your sink? And it all took too long, so I just ran and yelled, and ran and yelled, fire extinguisher! For a while, people started to come out and watch. And I watched too. I saw the rubber waterproof garage door ceiling thing melt and drip onto the driveway. And I saw how, for some reason, our computer landed outside on the front step and was burning. And more people came to watch, and people stopped their cars on the highway to see where the smoke was coming from. And I didn't want to be a spectacle of pity, so I walked around the corner and sat down on the curb, and a little kid, a few years younger than me that I used to play with, sat down next to me. And he said, um, did all your toys burn? I don't know. Are all your clothes on fire? Probably. Did your bed burn too? I guess so. Well, where are you going to sleep tonight? I don't know, probably at my aunt's house. By the time my mom got the call and she came from work, she put my brother and sister and I in the car so that she could take care of Stan and talk to the firefighters and handle everything. And my brother and sister and I hatched a plan. We were like, guys, we are getting out of school tomorrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fourth, sixth, and eighth graders, we know what our priorities are. So we had our lines ready to go. She came back to check on us and was like, Mom, this is pretty serious. And uh, we should probably stay home from school tomorrow and help out. And she said, Oh no, you're going to school tomorrow. Do your homework right now. Be ready to turn in the morning. So the next day at school, we get there and I got called down to the principal's office with my sister. 
And I was immediately terrified, because you never get called to the principal's office for anything good. And what did I do wrong? And how much worse was it going to make this week? And why was my sister in trouble, too? And then we get there, and she says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I heard what happened on the news, and you know we're going to do whatever we can to help. So that was really strange, and uh, didn't get in trouble, so that was good. And pretty soon, the corner of our gym in our elementary school was roped off and was filling up with stuff that people were donating to our family. Mm -hmm. And like I had seen that before, but it was always for the United Way or something. It was always like people bring in their canned goods and non-perishable food items, and they go to some anonymous people somewhere, maybe in our community, who just need a little more help, and no one needs to like know who they are, but this was different because it was anything but anonymous. They might as well have put, Ben's family has nothing in the corner of the gym. And not only was it blatantly obvious what our need was, it was impeding on our gym class. So the corner of the gym was filling up with like clothes and toys and board games with most of the pieces and Toiletries, like so much toiletries, like toiletries that you wouldn't believe because apparently when your house burns down, people think you don't know how to brush your teeth or take care of yourself. <laughs> and, you know, between the five people in my family, we divided it all up, and I had four toothbrushes and seven sticks of deodorant. And <laughs> I was in fourth grade, <laughs> didn't wear deodorant. But I started to think, like, maybe this stash will last me through puberty, um, which I had heard was a time I was about to smell a lot worse, and it almost got there. Um, so a few days later, I was in class, and a kid walked up to me, and he said, Ben, this is my favorite Hot Wheels car, and my mom said I have to give it to you because your house burned down. <laughs> Full of things that aren't our own. 
things like toothbrushes and deodorant and a surprisingly nice waffle maker. <laughs> Michael's favorite Hot Wheels car. And we had all these things so that we could restart our lives in the place where it had burned out.